Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Alex Auerbach. Alex is the Senior Director of Wellness and Development for the Toronto Raptors. He joined the Toronto Raptors after serving as the Director of Clinical and Sports Psychology for the University of Arizona. Dr. Auerbach has worked with NCAA Division I schools in the Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, and the Conference USA. Let me tell you, you are in for an absolute treat because we're bringing you three really powerful episodes with him, and I'm hoping to have him back on as a frequent guest, and you'll soon see why. Today, we discuss his seven dimensions of wellness that will help you leverage stress for growth. Also, Alex explains why Play is one of the missing links to improving mental health and performance, and I thought that was absolutely fascinating. But before we get started, I want to make you aware of a unique resource available to you. If you're looking for information or resources to improve your mind, body, and recovery, then sign up for my weekly newsletter, Adaptation. Every Friday, you'll get an email from me where I'll bring you cutting-edge science and tools you can use now to improve the way you look feel and perform. Sign up now by going to the link in the show notes or to www.ericcorum.com. Now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today on The Blueprint. I'm really excited to talk to you about mental health. I know during the pandemic, a lot of our eyes were really open to the fact that we've valued our physical health for quite a while, even nutrition and other healthy habits, but our mental health has kind of gone ignored. And so I'd love to know from you, like, number one, how do you define mental health? And then what are some core things that everybody should be doing for their mental health and performance? Yeah, thanks, Eric, for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. And I think this is a wonderful topic to be spending some time on. Obviously, the pandemic has really, uh, for many folks, I think, illuminated the role mental health plays in their overall health and performance. And so when I'm thinking about mental health, I'm thinking about our emotional, psychological, and social well-being, kind of the way our thinking, feeling, and behaving plays out and influences our experience of the world. And mental health falls on a continuum from illness to flourishing. And right in the middle, you have wellness, right? So on the illness side, we have what people typically think about things like anxiety, depression, um, relationship issues, PTSD, right? Things that get a lot of attention in the media or that are, you know, certainly like I know with Joe Biden's recent announcement, getting more attention, thinking about anxiety screening as a regular process. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you've got this, you know, full flourishing, right? You're healthy, high performing, you're really optimizing your life. And in some ways, like trying to transcend your own being and really live life to the fullest potential. And right in the middle, you've got this idea of wellness, which is just sort of like a a content state, right? A place where things are working for you, you're generally healthy and well, you're not necessarily optimizing, but you're also not in a place where you're dealing with um, what we typically think of as like, you know, an illness or something that really needs to be managed behaviorally. You asked about things that people can do. And I love this question because I've been thinking a lot about what are like the fundamental principles of wellness? What are the things that people can do that will help them sustain that middle part of this continuum, right? And then ultimately even push toward flourishing. And so the first, I think, is uh, stress management, right? Like stress is an inherent part of the human experience. And so really honing our skills around how we cope with stress, both short-term and long-term stress, how we understand stress, 
And ultimately, how we use that stress to our advantage, I think, is really important. And there are a few myths around stress that I think people hold on to, right? So there's the idea that cortisol is a stress hormone and that stress is inherently bad. But the reality is like stress is just a metabolic, excuse me, cortisol is just a metabolic regulator, right? It's Mm -hmm. not the stress hormone. It's just a metabolic regulator. It's just your brain and body getting you ready to do something effortful. And so the more we can think about stress in this kind of productive way and channel that energy and cope more effectively as a result, I think the better off we are both in terms of our wellness and ultimately in terms of our performance. I'm so glad you said that. I am so glad you said that because stress is the gateway to growth. For sure. And, you know, yeah, stress does come. I think what a lot of people think about is like uncomfortable feelings sometimes, if it's, especially if it's a social stressor. But stress in and of itself, like you can't learn anything unless you stress yourself. You can't physically, and it's all kind of one signal, but you can't physically improve unless you stress yourself. And you work with elite athletes, they're not going to get better unless they undergo stress. And so I'm keep going. I'm just so glad that you said this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, you're hitting on another important point. So if, if we go to my second dimension of wellness here, the second dimension I'd put out there is rest and recovery, right? So without that rest and recovery period, the stressor becomes harmful. But stress with recovery is exactly what you're saying. It's growth. It's, it's where the learning the improvement happens. And so I think really prioritizing rest and recovery allows us to stay in that healthy, well, you know, functioning place and ultimately push for performance, right? Like sleep is a wonderful performance enhancer. And so making sure you're taking the time uh, to be well rested and, and to get sleep, it affects every dimension of our human experience, right? How we think, how we feel, the way our relationships function. It's really mission critical. The third dimension is social support or social relationships. So I think of this in kind of two pockets, right? One is our immediate team, right? The people we work with most closely at work, our family unit, these people who have an outsized impact on our day-to-day functioning and what our experience is. And then the second dimension is sort of our broader social network, people that we can call that keep us grounded, that remind us of who we are and what it is we really value and can sort of help us recharge, right? Humans have evolved this incredible capacity to regulate one another's energy efficiency. And so having really good social support means that we can constantly fine tune and optimize that energy efficiency. And that's really what our brain is for, right? Our brain's just evolved to master and monitor our body's energy, our body's allostatic load. And so the more that we're using other people to sort of recalibrate, like the better we can be and the more well-rounded we'll be, the more well and high performing we can be. The fourth dimension is resilience. So, I mean, look, like adversity, setbacks, uh, failure, like it's just an inherent part of the human experience, right? We're all going to go through things that are unpleasant. We're going to have outcomes we don't like. And the, the beauty of that is like resilience is a skill. This is something you can practice. There are opportunities in everything that you are experiencing to flex these resilient skills, whether it's bouncing back more quickly or really diving in and picking apart a, a missed opportunity and figuring out what you can do better and then you know, sort of coaching yourself through moving on. There's a lot we can do with resilience that allows us to not so much dwell in the past or, or worry about the future, right? Like resilience is happening in here and now, and that's where we can do our best work. And so I think that's, that's an important dimension. I'm losing track of my count here, but I know I got a couple <laughs> more to go. So uh, the other one I, I this is five. that I think is, okay, five, you've got me, you've got me hooked. Uh, so the sixth, the sixth one I'll put out there is play, you know, for athletes, 
play happens like naturally, right? Like you, you show up and you come to basketball practice. And if you were to watch any NBA basketball practice, like it looks fun, right? There's music going, there are people working hard, but they're taking fun shots. Like there's little breaks here, but away from sport. I mean, most people don't have a regular sense of play in their life. And that's one of the things people love about having kids is kids reinfuse that sense of joy, curiosity, you know, self-direction, self-guided exploration about the world in a way that we just lose as adults, right? And, and you know, so we sort of like slog through work. We often don't set aside time to just work on something that's, you know, inherently interesting to us with no focus on an outcome or getting better, like... So finding that thing that you can play with, you know, finding the thing that you can really do to optimize yourself in that way, I think is sort of like a hack that goes uh, unused, if you will. Mm. And I would love like if, if for nothing else besides sleep, I would love for the people in your audience to figure out how they can infuse a little bit more play into their life, because it's the one that I think is, is hardest to do, but perhaps most important. And then the final dimension is self-awareness, right? So without an understanding of who you are, what you value, what your goals are, how you impact other people, it's really hard to move through the world in a healthy and high-performing way. And so, you know, use the relationships you have to learn more about yourself, you know, explore yourself with a sense of curiosity, right? All these things can really help you stay grounded in who you are and, and again, stay healthy and, and push toward high performance. Wow. So we got six dimensions here. Stress management, rest and recovery, social support and relationships, resilience, play and self-awareness. Yeah, I might have missed one because I feel like I always no, have you hit them all. You oh, hit them I, all. <laughs> I, I did miss one, though. I did miss one. I'm remembering. It OK, now. I got one more for you. Can I throw it in? Please. Let's go. Yeah. So the last one I would put in there is it's obviously my bias as a sports psychologist, but I would put mental skills work in there too, mm. right? So the idea that you can work on, you know, how you coach yourself, you can learn to more effectively moderate and regulate your arousal. You can learn to leverage tools like imagery or visualization. Um, you can, you know, set goals for yourself. You can practice mindfulness. Like there are all these skills that we can develop psychologically that can help us cope with and perform better. Uh, in the world that we're we're operating in, and so that's my that's my seventh one, my shameless plug for sports <laughs> psychology that I, I deeply believe in and think is valuable. Alex, I'm with you 100%. I think more people would benefit from having those skill sets. And I believe that you have a course that helps people with this type of stuff, don't you? Yeah, I'm running a course through maven.com mm -hmm. um, around a lot of these same topics we're discussing, actually. So it's really focused on performance under pressure. We're talking a little bit about how we leverage our strengths to maximize our performance. We're talking about recovery as a whole, whole episode, essentially, mm -hmm. of the course, because I really believe um, that people, anyone has the opportunity to be their healthiest and highest performing self. But like anything, it takes work, right? You've got to put in the work. And our mindset is a place that we tend to sort of breeze past and not make time for. And so my hope is the course gives people some really practical um, takeaways, skill development, um, a plan you can use for yourself to move toward that optimal health and high performance. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you post stuff. And be sure to tag me and tell me which dimension of wellness resonated with you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.